Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and awesome life coach, Dion Thompson. <laughs> Sasha Perrell and Ashley Snowball are Psyche Resilient Specialists and the founders of Born Legacy. It is an amazing, amazing organization that I can't wait to dive in and learn more about. They help women to transform their minds in order to design a life of fulfillment. And I had the absolute pleasure of meeting these brilliant women um, through a connection, uh, someone who thought we would maybe hit it off and you, we hopped on a call and it, I felt like it was like instant. I just, oh my God, I loved everything that we talked about in that chat. It made me so excited for this conversation today. And um, as I was saying before, um, we, we jumped on this really, really sparked some stuff in me that I hadn't really thought about in a while. And which of course, in true universe fashion, it is now leading me down uh, a new and amazing path. So I'm grateful to have you in my world. And I'm very excited to hear about what brought you to this place where you are now creating community, you are creating programs, you are creating transformational experiences for women all over the world. And doing that through um, some outstanding mindset work. And I know that that is not where you fucking started. I know <laughs> that um, your journeys have a little flavor, shall we say. And I am, yeah. And I'm kind of excited to hear about what brought you through um, it, what, what presented itself so that you would commit so fully to the work that you're doing now. So I will, I will open the floodgate here for you to share. Um, and so ladies, tell me, tell us what the fuck happened. <laughs> I love this context. <laughs> oh, and since we're being raw, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my hair after that sweaty dance we just did. Oh my gosh, Woo, that was so good. And yeah, you're so right, Dion. It, should, it was just like electric from the very beginning. And I just, the way we vibe off each other is just so, beautifully and divinely aligned i absolutely adore you we both do yeah thank you so much for having us here today we're super excited to connect with you again you're just a beautiful kindred soul for sure yeah so what the fuck happened huh. <laughs> a lot the fuck happened <laughs> so you know what ashley and i we both same story everybody has heard you know pieces of our story we come from a lot of self-destruction we went through a lot of trauma we had a lot of disempowering beliefs about ourselves thinking that we weren't deserving of love we weren't worthy of achieving results in our lives that we actually wanted and and so we went down these very self-destructive paths for a very long time where we were abused we were taken advantage of we you know we abused alcohol and narcotics and just got stuck in some very very low places and the beauty in that is that coming out the other end of that, we are able to resonate with people that most people just don't understand and don't, you know, have any kind of idea what they're actually struggling with and going through. People look at, you know, people who are addicts and prostitutes and in violent abusive relationships or in prison. And it's so easy to place a label and a stigma behind them, but we don't often look to see what got those people to those places and having, you know, <clears throat> 
come from backgrounds of being incarcerated, being prostitute, being, you know, addicted to drugs and alcohol. We're not bad people. We just got dealt some shitty hands and we're not taught how to deal with those things. So it really wasn't until we come to came to this point in our life, ironically and divinely enough that a week apart from each other, she almost died and I gave birth to my daughter. And it was at those points that our, our lives, we were friends for years before that, but it was at that point in time that we really merged into each other's lives. And we're like, we knew that something had to be different. I, there was no way my daughter was continuing this cycle of generational trauma that I come from. And there's no way she was going to continue down her self-destructive path. So we're, you know, we came together with these ideas um, and it just, it sparked and we're like, Hey, that's what I want to do. That's what we need to do. It, it just aligned and it felt right. And born legacy was created. Yeah. And it, there, there was, I don't want to say it was any just one circumstance that really changed it for us. It was a series of buildups that led to the big blow up of, you know, her giving birth and me almost dying. There was so much that happened before that to finally propel us into that. And like Tony Robbins says, until the fear of pain really outweighs the fear of, or the pain of change, nothing will ever change. It'll just stay the same. So it, it literally took us because we are very stubborn people and learn the hard way as many people out there are it took us those life-altering circumstances for us to really wake up and realize we got to do something because nothing's going to change until we start to change ourselves and for those out there listening do your best not to let it get to that point because sometimes you don't get a second chance we were very fortunate enough to have a second chance a lot of people don't (laughs) Many, yeah, many over and over. And I think that one very prominent one, we were able to realize this is a second chance. We need to do something. Otherwise we may not have the other, an opportunity again to do something. And so for those out there that are listening, listen to those, you know, listen to those signs, listen to those disruptions and and take them as blessings and know that you, you have another chance. You have another day, you have another moment to do something different and you can't let the past define you because if when the past continues to define you you're letting life happen to you right and it, just, it takes control over you and that's what happened to us we were being controlled by our circumstances we finally woke up and we we're like oh my god i actually have control i'm i'm have to take responsibility and knowing that my life looks the way that it does because this these are my choices that i've been you know contributing to creating these results exactly or you know, it's, we can't always determine what happens to us, but it is how we respond to them, how we move forward, how we deal with the circumstance and realize we do have control over making a new decision, taking a different action and, you know, starting to switch our mind. Absolutely. You, you guys just nailed all the fucking gold stars of the work that I am so passionate about and which is again, why we connected, I think at such a deep level so quickly. Um, I really wanna just comment on a few things cause I think they need big like yellow highlighter moments here. Um, mm-hmm. That idea of, you know, you had said, Tony Robbins said, it doesn't matter who said it really cause it's a matter of whether or not you can really believe it. It's the, the fear of, uh, the pain, like the pain that you're going through has to supersede the pain you're perceiving of whatever the change is going to be. And, and I think that inside of that, what you had said, Sasha, about the um, taking responsibility and recognizing where your control is in right in there is something really fascinating. When you choose to take responsibility and take control and like go, 
yeah, I'm the one who's doing this now. The change that we have for so long perceived as happening to us, all of a sudden we go, oh, well, fuck, it's actually not a million miles and deep and wide and scary and black and full of thorns. Like it's actually not that far away. So then the perceived pain decreases. So then our pain threshold of whatever shit storm we're sitting in, it, it doesn't need to get all the way down to the bottom of the bottom. And I think that you're right that the don't, you don't, as onlookers, we don't want people to get like, we just don't go all the way there. Like you don't have to go all the way down to the brink of death where there's no guarantees that what will transpire there. It's, I'd look at it, it's really about this opportunity to perceive what's in front of you when you do take responsibility. When you look and go, yes, it's my choices. And you're right. I didn't make this circumstance. I didn't bring in, like, I, I didn't, I'm not doing what these people are doing. I'm not in control of the people around me or, or the, you know, the pandemic or whatever it may be. I am in control of my response to it. And I think some people, because I'm very passionate about that thing as well, theory, whatever you want to call it, life um, mindset, is the other piece in that is if you do respond in a way that you didn't love, you still have the power to reflect on it. And you have that power to go, yeah, well, because that that shit happens again, which it will, because now I'm keep bringing this shit up and I keep making this happen. Um, what would I like to do next time? So I am, so thank you for that. Like that was like, we could not fucking end here, but I'm like this 10 minutes of gold right there. But I'm, I would love to hear about, um, the, the everyday type stuff. Like I'm very aware that once the decision is made at an unconscious level, the shit is happening and you're, you're making those moves, but the moves are messy. And, and not only that, like the people who are so used to you doing things that way are like, what the fuck are you doing? You belong over here, down here, under this quiet and all that shit. So how did you together individually um, move through some of those really messy periods? And, and I say messy because there it's, it's all about like this new terrain that you were walking. And is there anything that you gravitated to turn to either people or their things what was it that got you sort of up that mountain if you will yeah so I that's a great question and I feel like so much just flooded my mind in in that there's a few things that I I see in that is that first of all you have to know your goal you have to know that if you don't necessarily know exactly where you go, you need to know you want something so bad that it's going to just drive you forward into whatever action you feel in that moment. Because like, for example, my accident, I knew that that was a second chance and I had no idea where my life was headed. I just knew I couldn't be where I was anymore. And I just realized, okay, I got to just listen to, I I swarmed my mind with motivation. I cut off almost everybody in my life. And sometimes we have to isolate ourselves from people. And as hard as that can be, you are the only one living your life and you are the only one that is going to get you out of what you're dealing with. So you have to put yourself first, no matter what other people's judgments are, no matter if somebody's trying to pull you down and say, that is not who you are. You belong back here. You aren't capable of doing that. You need to shut it out and listen to something or someone that is going to give you the belief in you until you can 
hold it yourself. So that was something that I really did. I isolated myself from everyone. I knew exactly, you know, where I didn't know where I was headed, but I knew I was headed somewhere better. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, cutting off everyone around me and then just doing whatever you can to keep consuming yourself in that energy to just be around empowerment, be around people that are going to uplift you, be around somebody that believes in you. If you don't have that, pretend like one of the motivational speakers is that belief in you, is that somebody's speaking directly to you? Because when you have somebody that believes in you and you don't believe in you, it drives you forward. You want to prove to them that you're, 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 mm-hmm. you're capable. You want to show them that, yeah, I can, I can prove to you that you're right, you know, and I'm going to do this. If you believe in me, I can do this. And then eventually you start to build the belief in yourself as you see your little wins, as you see your transformation. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, it's exactly what Ashley was saying too. There's so much outside influence. I think that's a really hard thing, especially, you know, when you go through a lot, you tend to become sometimes a people pleaser, right? You are seeking that external validation and you want to feel accepted. You want to feel like you have some kind of value and worth. And if you can't find it in yourself, we seek it externally. That's just kind of naturally what we do. Right. Which again, isn't so bad because sometimes we need to borrow the belief of other people, but we need to be very conscious. I think the very, the, one of the hardest things is recognizing what energy we're taking on that's not even ours. How many beliefs that we take on because of things that people have told us about ourselves that we're, we just accepted as being ours when it's not even ours. It's hard enough to go through the mental battle that you have with the committee inside your head <laughs> without all the outside influence as well. And, you know, one t- something that's very hard when it comes to growing is knowing that sometimes we need to not necessarily leave people behind, but we need to take a step back and focus on ourselves because we have this connotation often where if we focus on ourselves, it's selfish and it's cold and it's ruthless, but it's not, it's very selfless. And if we want to inspire other people and help other people, especially as women, we naturally are so maternal and nurturing and we want to help and give and grow and inspire. We can't do that if we have nothing to give. Yeah. We need to go like Ashley said, internally for a little while, figure out what's going to make us happy. And it can't be about anybody else's opinions. We're told from the time we're small children that this is, you know, the sequence that you go through life. You graduate school, you go to college, you get a job, you have a family, you get married, buy a house, whatever. It's different culturally. But then we end up in these cycles where we're just not fulfilled, right? Or we watch people around us and we, we model them. It's so important to go internal, look at, okay, what do I really want? If there were no limitations in life, what would I actually want? And then start to pursue that and don't allow outside influence to dictate whether or not that's possible for you. Yeah. We get up in trying to bring everybody with us on the journey. I know that that's how I started. (laughs) I was learning so much. I was just sharing it with everybody and then getting frustrated that they weren't listening or trying it for themselves or judging. And, you know, Sasha always shares with me this analogy that she heard was that, you know, if you're standing on a bench or a hill or whatever, and, you know, somebody's standing below and they, you know, is it easier for them to pull you down or is it easier for you to pull them up? And it's easier for them to pull you down. So like Sash said, you have to step back, isolate, not necessarily to cut everyone off, but to take that time to do the inner work because you do the inner work and you stop trying to put pressure on other people doing it. They're just getting inspired by your journey and want to do it themselves. Absolutely. There's 
uh, a quote that I love. It was one of the um, first books I read, I'll say like pre-transformation, which started to lead me down my own journey. And it's by a gentleman named Parker Palmer. And um, he said, there's no fixing, there's no saving, there's no advice giving, there's just you being you. And that's the magic, right? Like, so when you are out you know, we, as learners, we're out and like, oh, that's so great. And if you have, if you're like me, you're like, and now I want to give it to you and you and, and not everybody's ready for that shit. And, and we can start to personalize that. And then that can become defeating on our own journey. Cause now we think that, you know, is it wrong? Why are they listening? I mean, you know, the, the shit storm can, can really buzz there. And so I love the, that you, highlighted or acknowledged that what needs to happen is sort of a going in and like from a visual standpoint, literally like, like pull everything in. Um, the other thing, you know, we, you've heard this, you know, this, and, and it's kind of a common little meme, but when you really start to think about it, like, how do you execute, you are the five people you hang out with the most. And so, okay, how does that happen? Like, what, what does that mean? And so from a physics standpoint, you can look at energy and say, okay, and you can adopt behaviors. You can, if it's a bunch of women, you can all sync cycles and do the thing. The, like, how do you pick the people or how do you decide what those, like what you want from individuals and something that I kind of decided upon when it happened, when I met my husband and I knew I was going to marry him. I knew that I was going to love him and I hadn't, I wasn't there yet, but we'd only known each other for a couple of weeks. And the reason was I was able, because we worked together, I was able to observe him without me. Like I was able to observe who he was, how he was, who he interacted with, the impact he had on other humans that didn't involve anything to do with me. But because we get so consumed by what people give us, how they make us feel, which I'm air quoting here if you can't see that, but like, because nobody can make you feel anything. But we start to believe that their presence is where our joy comes from, or their presence is where our self comes from. When you're choosing the people to surround yourself with, you want to know who they are when you're not around, and how they operate, and how they treat people, and what lights them up, because that's truly what you're then going to adopt and become if you choose to be around individuals like that. So you guys nailed it with the recognizing who in your world was not going to match your vision, even though, and I'm with you on like, you don't know exactly where you're headed, but you know, it's fucking out of here and it's to some place better. And whoever is there in the better is not dragging you down. Isn't, and, and you're right. Again, physics, gravity, it's easier to pull someone down than it is to lift someone up. Um, and at the same time, if you're not weighted down, you will rise. So love, love, love everything about that. I love the way that you explain that, right? Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I really love too that you were talking about, you know, the fact that really what it comes down to is it's just being, we take on all this baggage throughout our lives and we think that we need to fix things and undo things and, you know, change things and, and that's kind of something that comes up when you're doing a lot of inner work is that you recognize a lot of the flaws or the ways that you've been conditioned. And that's something that we've gotten stuck in a lot is feeling like I'm not good enough because I have to fix this and you need to change this and that's wrong. This is, but we need to realize again, that duality life is duality. And it's about loving those parts of us, recognizing what's not working and saying, you know what, this is in my awareness. This is what I want to do differently. And I need to nurture those parts of me that are still wounded because regardless one thing that we've really discovered along our healing journeys because we've been through a lot of trauma is that 
there's always new levels that we're digging up because in this realm, we are human. It's not going to look perfect. It's never going to look perfect. There's always going to be pain. There's always going to be fear. There's always going to be insecurity. It's just about, again, how do we respond to that and navigate through it and allow ourselves to continue to grow and rise. I think that um, it's so important. Like we need to repeat this many, many times. It's not a, there's no perfect. It just doesn't exist. Life is about the dark and the light. It is about moving through the messiness, the hot mess moments, if you will, to like, you know, hit on my own tagline, but the, that is, that is reality. And that is the joy. That is where the magic is, right? It's, you need to experience those things so that you can truly appreciate the, the glory that is, is to be a being on this planet or in this universe. If you don't want you're not going to, if you don't, yeah, if you, yeah, if you don't see what you don't want, you're not going to know what you do want. So it's important to, to go through things and just realize like, yeah, I went through this. I experienced this. I know that that is not what I want. And I need to recognize, okay, what do I want? Right. And the other piece to that is the attachment component, right? Like you are not the things that happened to you or around you, or even what you did. You are not those things right? They, it is, it happened, it is. And then, you know, you would, you had said earlier about um, sort of living through your past and bringing it forward and always sort of reliving these experiences that, that lens that uh, for you know, lack of a better term, like your inner critic will pull and go, this is your, this is you, this is how you see the world. You see the world through anger, frustration, despair, shame, and everything you look at is clouded by that. And therefore your reactions and your thoughts and your energy are going to then follow suit. It's when we choose to look ahead and go, I don't know exactly what's there, but I know how I'd like to feel. I, if I'm starting to look through the lens of love and compassion and, and courage and acceptance, it changes, it doesn't change what's happening, but it, that, that perspective change changes how we then operate and then how we feel about ourselves. So you are not the things that happened. You're not even your perception. And the beauty of that is that means you can change it whenever you fucking feel like it. And as a result, change your experience on this plane. So if you don't like what's happening, you can do work and you don't even have to leave your house. You could do the work. I'm po poking at my head if you can't see me. Um, in here and all of a sudden your life changes. Did you have those types of experiences where you, you know, you have, or you're now isolated, you're sort of pulling away from, from the, the, the bigger world, connecting with each other. And I'm going to guess um, some supports and some leaders in the global community of uh, mindset awesomeness. And did you have some of those moments where you're like, oh, fuck, shit's different now. Like blink, boom, something is, something is really changed. And if you did, I want to know all about it. You know what, we're, it's funny because we were just talking about this before we came on this podcast and it's like, Ashley and I have both changed our self-image on more than one occasion and it never gets easier. It really doesn't. And you really have to be, again, mindful of what it is that you're trying to become. And again, you have to align yourself with people that are going to see that vision and support that vision because it's so easy to get pulled and swayed away from that. 
So for example, you know, when we really first came together with this idea of Born Legacy, we were inspired by Tony Robbins. We both knew that we wanted to meet him. We wanted to be like him. We wanted to, you know, follow in his footsteps. And that was one thing that we really had in common. We wanted to apply that to a very specific niche of demographic because of our experiences and where we come from. And we had to, unfortunately, cut a lot of people out, not out of, you know, hatred or, or anything, but it's just because it's easy to get pulled back energetically. We started really indulging ourselves into a lot of mentorship programs. Like we've been doing ongoing personal growth and development for the last consistently five years straight. We've always had mentors and coaches and programs. And we're right now we're both in a very high ticket mentorship program where we're trying to change our self-image again to take life to the next level. And it is fucking messy like as soon as you get but that's the beautiful thing about life too and it's where we really need to sit back in faith and know that we're exactly where we need to be we're just being we're not human doings it's not about what we do it's about how we show up and how we you know the vibration that we operate at and within that we have to understand that happiness is about the progress it's not about reaching the destination our mentor always tells us not about reaching that goal it's about the growth that occurs by trying to strive for that goal something different and and taking that journey so you really do have to align yourself with people that are not just people that you think are cool people that are like you know I want those qualities I want those characteristics that person can really help me and support me and surround yourself with those people because you will learn from them and and grow through grow from them yeah and you don't necessarily always you're not always aware of it in the moment. And that's one thing that I always struggled with was having such a high expectation and and running so far from where I was that I rarely took time to actually see how far I've come Mm. and to see the accomplishments that I've made let alone celebrate during the process because they didn't seem very big to me, but to look back and be like, whoa, like who, like literally I was on a, uh, something called unscripted voices last night. And the, the picture that they chose, they found in my profile. And it was from literally right after my accident. And I didn't even recognize myself. I was like, why would somebody post that? Why, why choose that photo? Because like, that's not even who I am. And it was, it was like, a, oh my God, like, that's not even who I am. Like, who was that girl? And, you know, I remember about halfway through the journey, I was really confronted around a certain level and showed up in a very familiar old place that it brought it like rewinded my life and brought me back to a a dark place and but in a very different light and Sash had to sit me down and be like look like you're here right now but you are not the person that you were when you were here before you are a very different person and you need to see that and and it you know the over these last few months it's like whoa like I've still been holding on to that self-image of who I used to be rather than being who I am now and we get caught up in that we get caught up in trying to change ourselves trying to fix ourselves trying to be something that we we weren't that we're running from trying to create something new and we have to remember to celebrate ourselves during the process because it's so easy to get caught up in doing the work and transforming and changing it's addicting it is 
and you have to recognize the toxic pattern in that is like who you were there's nothing to be ashamed of we have to let go of the shame of our past and realize that that's just simply all we knew in the moment we were surviving and if we really look at it we are very intelligent beings brilliant people to be able to survive through some of the things that we have experienced in life and that is something to celebrate that is something to acknowledge that we survived we got ourselves out and nobody did that but us yes we have help along the way and it is not all credit is due to us but majority of the work is us because we are the only ones that can change our life we are only inspired by those around us but we are the ones doing the work so it's important that we celebrate ourselves during those moments and recognize that we need to take that time to see that we aren't those people, kind of what you were mentioning earlier, what we've been talking about is detaching from the mistakes and the behaviors and the actions and choices we've made and see that those were simply just things we did in the moment because we didn't know what else to do. And if we did, there would have done it. And if we didn't, it's a learn, it's a lesson to grow through. Yeah. And and kind of real quick tying into the whole wins is like sometimes I find that we have these images that like the winds are supposed to be like these big monumentous monumentous moments like you see in the movies where it's like this one transformational thing happens and suddenly life is so different. And if you keep waiting for those moments, you're going to be very, very disappointed because even when those big moments do happen, because they do happen, um, these big elaborate, huge milestones, sometimes we attach so much to those moments. And then after that, you come down off the sky where you're like, oh, what? Nothing's different because yeah. it's all about but your perspective yeah. on those things so every single day it is so important to sit in gratitude and look for the blessings around you because there are blessings and miracles happening all around you it's literally just a matter of how you're perceiving things the fact that you woke up and all the systems in your body all collaborated together to give you life and breath without your conscious awareness focusing on your breathing and focusing on your heart pumping that in itself is a miracle you know we we overlook these things so often you don't have to be here today no. And you guys, how you describe and define that it, it, it's so powerful. It, the, we can get into patterns. Life is all about patterns, right? From an unconscious level, 90% of your day, you rely on the patterns that you created in order to exist. And, you know, we get into a pattern of looking to the next thing that you're right. We miss the thing. And because then as soon as it's over, our, our own patterns require us to look for the next thing. And so we want to be developing patterns of gratitude and celebration. And that is it, like you, so, so, so pivotal. You know, a lot of the women I work with, I have a, a, a quick question I ask them. I'm like, okay, I need you to write me a list of all the things to celebrate that you did over the past year. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm lots of answers. I'm a mom. I don't, I, I didn't do anything of any value. I, I, you know, excuse after excuse, because they're just not used to looking for that. So once you, the people who've worked with me long enough now, they're like, okay, got you. Yep. I can make my list. No problem. Because we're developing that, muscle. Um, a, that muscle and that awareness. And the other thing I, what came up for me while you were chatting, um, Ash, was the, this idea of celebrating and looking at where, how, how far you've come. And I'm wondering, um, because I had a conversation with someone yesterday in relation to love and grief, 
and that grief is, of course, it is an expression of love in many instances. And I'm wondering what you believe the, the role of grief processing has to play in you allowing yourself to move forward. Because of course, you have to say goodbye to the woman that got you here and the woman that got you here. And right. And so do you, what are your thoughts on um, ensuring that you engage with and acknowledge the grief that comes with transformation? That's a very good question. And you know what? We have never been asked that before, not once. So I'm really glad that really stimulated a lot. And I think really, for one, it comes down to a lot of self-awareness. You need to understand how you respond to certain things emotionally and be going through your process with understanding of what's actually happening. Because sometimes we grow naturally without it sometimes things are just pre-programmed in our in our nature to adapt and, and be resilient and grow. And we don't even understand what's happening, but we do have to consciously get to these points and, and take control sometimes. And I don't mean by, you know, controlling all the aspects, but control of our thoughts and understanding, you know what, this is where I want to go. In order for me to get there, I do have to release these attachments and I have to release these ideas and paradigms about myself. And it is not a one-time thing. It's something that we have to consciously be reprogramming into our mind over and over until our paradigms change. Mm -hmm. Because we get so emotionally involved in our past that it's so hard to detach from. And we still see ourselves as that. And I know recently that's been something that has come up for us too, that we've, even through the, the growth in Born Legacy, up to a certain extent, we've seen ourselves as survivors, worst survivors. But it's like, at what point do you not want to be a survivor anymore? I'm not a survivor anymore. I survived and now I'm growing. I'm thriving. I'm the next level. But in order for me to do that, I have to let go of being a survivor. Still acknowledging that part of me and knowing that, yeah, I did that. And I don't want to let go of those lessons because those lessons are brilliant and I can use those to impact and serve so many people. But if I continue to attach with those ideas of being a survivor, those ideas aren't going to take me through my thriving stage, right? Yeah, I think it's also having compassion and nurturing your past self, right? We all, usually that there's a child in us, could be of any age, whenever a trauma has happened or occurred, that is screaming for attention, that is the one running the show that is navigating your behaviors, your actions, your thought process, and the way you respond to things. And it's coming back in tune with that and recognizing, you know, we, we really heavily focus on, okay, where are you wanting to head? But it's important to still look at the past and do some healing around different parts of us and to extract lessons. And so to really nurture that child and, and not make ourselves wrong for the way that we responded, the way that we handled things, because when we make ourselves wrong, we're going to stay in the emotion, stay in the pain. We are not going to be able to move past the grief because we are so resentful and angry with ourselves for the way that we dealt with things for the things we've been through and when we can go to the, each part of ourself that was hurt harmed neglected and recognize 
what you need to say to that child in you, what you, what they need from you and acknowledge acknowledgement from you. And you can talk to that person and let them know that you're okay. You did exactly what you need to do. We're learning together, right? You, you got to almost nurture it as if it's like your, your little sister or your little brother and yeah, your little baby, because they are going to continue running the show and scream for attention until you give it to them and recognize you're not wrong. You're okay. You're safe. Yeah, it's true because you know we, we get to this certain point where all of a sudden we're adults and we're supposed to have shit figured out. We're supposed to know what the fuck we're doing and, you know, go do the thing, get off in life and, you know, be successful and figure it out. So we kind of detach from that child that was going through those things and didn't have a voice and didn't know how to express and you know was reliant and dependent and there's still those parts of us that are those things and we get if we get trapped in that pain you know looking at pain and resentment and guilt and shame those are all very low vibrational emotions and we cannot make high vibrational choices that are going to propel us towards what we want if we stay in those low vibrational fields right we only have decision from two places Number one is inspiration. And number two is desperation. You know, we want to get out of this space of desperation and switch to inspiration. We only do that when we create a compelling vision of where we want to go. But with that, it's important to know that as human beings, we will do more to escape pain than we will to seek pleasure. Yeah. So we create so much pain as an image. We don't want to wait till we get to that rock bottom physically. We want to create it in our heads. Like, what is my life going to really look like if nothing changes, if I keep doing the same thing, if I don't go after what I want and sit in that fucking pain and really feel it. Yeah. If we can do that, now we're like, oh shit, I'm inspired to make change. Yeah. And then you take that entire vision and turn it on its end, right? Because it's not like as if you're living it, you can feel it because feelings are of course felt in your body and they exist as soon as you feel them. But you can take it and go, what's the absolute opposite of this? Like if I were to take every word of this story and go flip, 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 like what am I creating? Because I'm sure, you know, if I, you go up to somebody and say, well, what do you want? And what do you want life to look like? Oh, fucking no. Like, cause I'm, I'm so used to looking through this lens and seeing this way. So that brings me really, really quick thing. It's important. Yeah. It, when we are stuck in those places and we think that, you know, poor me and you get, you, you, we can dwell in that pain. It's important to recognize, to pull ourselves out. And that's where it comes in handy with surrounding yourself with empowerment yeah. and, and people that believe in you, because being in that pain is not going to push you forward either. We're going to do both. Yeah, you got to feel it, see it, and then be like, run. Right. <laughs> Because once you push, if you push away from pain and that becomes your modality, you can get what I call it the neutral zone, right? Like you push away and you're like, yeah, I'm going to stop doing all these terrible things. And you do for a little while. And then the pain lessens. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can, I can do that again. I, it's just this one time I can go and, and I can hang out with them and it's going to be fine. And if your brain neurologically needs a pattern to run and will only run the patterns that it has. So you have to create new ones. So tell me... <laughs> because I already have a feeling that um, you do this, but tell me about Born Legacy and how you have taken all of this learning, this five plus years of, of transformational time and you know, potentially decade plus of not so transformational time and morphed it into this entity, into this being that now inspires others to make these shifts. So tell me all about it. Tell me where it came from, how it happened and what you're doing now um, to impact the world. 
You know, it's funny because when we first came up with the idea of Born Legacy, we had no idea that it was going to grow to what it is right now. We had, we just knew that we had a purpose, we had alignment, we needed to make impact. We had tools and insights that were valuable to people and we just wanted to help. But like you said, it is an entity. It's living, it's breathing, it's growing with us. And it's really interesting to see how it, what we've been teaching has allowed us to heal even further because we've been going through these processes alongside other people. And what we do is masterminding. So we're learning and growing from each other. So as it's unfolded, it's, we've had all these different opportunities arise, new partnerships, new, you know, people to work with different opportunities, even COVID hitting, like everything we did before COVID was all in-person events. And then COVID hit. And for the longest time, I'm like, we're not going online. Ashley's like, we should probably go online. I'm like, not happening. It's not the same. We're not doing it. And then finally, I was like, okay, maybe we should go online. She's like, I said this. <laughs> so we go online and now all of a sudden there's like people from Belize and we had somebody from New York and LA and different people coming into our programs. And that was such a blessing because it was like, they wouldn't be able to come even from, you know, a couple cities over. It would have just been a lot more difficult. So it's allowed us to expand our horizons and grow even more because we've really had to sit back and be creative because this is our baby. You know, this is where our heart really is. And there's no other way for us. Like we are continuing down this path. So we've really had to be like all entrepreneurs, creative and innovative. And, you know, we're going through a huge pivot right now where we've been making a lot of impact on like an individual basis, but we're like, you know what? We recognize, you know, maybe we'll touch about this a little bit later. Cause I, I think that was a question you wanted to ask a little bit later, but as far as like where we're going towards the future, we want to make more impact on the systematic level because we see so many gaps that we have the knowledge to fill with all the ongoing education and experience that we've been able to acquire. And we just, we want to make serious change in the world and raise the vibration and, and consciousness of the planet, essentially. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Oh, so awesome. So uh, do you have anything in the works at the moment? Are you in the midst of a program? Are you... It, it, if someone is listening and be like, fuck, I need to be with these women and I need what they have, how, is there something that we can tap into as of right now ish? We've stepped away from a little bit of the public programming in the sense of running group sessions because we're really working around how we can work with organizations. Mm. So really are focusing on jail systems, rehabilitation centers and shelters. And as well, while we're also building that, we've kind of been stepping to do more one-on-one -on -one coaching because we still want to serve the people that we, we truly want to serve, which are not necessarily in those systems as well. So they're, they're, they're alongside or have rose to new heights, but we, we still want to be able to offer that one-on-one -on -one coaching while we're still navigating the organizations and figuring out the unfoldment of that. And the thing that we the thing that we really noticed that's really driven that is that, you know, a lot of the demographic that we serve, they've never invested in themselves. They've never made that commitment to growth. And to spend a day or a weekend with them, it's inspiring, it's uplifting, it's empowering. But unless we have a chance to really go deep with them through a longer program, there's just not enough to re start to rewire those paradigms. That is right? going to continue because as much as immersion is so powerful, unless you're going through continuous ongoing work or having those outside systems, whether you're, you know, constantly doing other things outside of that, that are uplifting you and keeping you in those momentum to shift those patterns. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't last. Right. And no. 
there will be changes, but not on a, a level that somebody who's really committed to transforming their life, it's not going to be as impactful. So, so to really answer your question, here's what we've got going on. Okay. So number one, for people who, you know, they want to dabble, they want the inspiration, they want our energy, they want, you know, a little empowerment. We started a YouTube channel, um, the Sasha and Ash show still developed. And also we invite anybody to come at us on Facebook and join our, our Born Legacy community, which is a private group for women specifically. But we made a, a commitment that once a week, we're going to go live in the group and just do coaching, open coaching, where anybody can come to us with any challenges that they're facing. And we're just going to offer free coaching. Yeah. But with that, we do have some things in the pro in progress that will be launched in the near future around, you know, working more one-on-one -on -one with people and, and people who are very serious because as much as yes, we inspire people by what we're doing for us from a business standpoint, also it's not sustainable and it's not what we want to do anymore. We don't want to just inspire. We, our heart is in helping people transform. And those people have to be very serious because it is a process and it's, it's scary and it's difficult and they need to be committed, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then run away and mm -hmm. which is cool for their process. But if you're going to commit, you got to commit and, and that's where we, we want to give as much value as we can. So, so we do that. We're also kind of speaking a little bit. So anyone who wants just us a little bit, girl, we just spoke on a virtual stage with the number one. Ah, this the last round. Okay. She's downplaying us hard right now. We about to, <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyone who is looking for speakers, uh, we are also, yeah, we, we, we definitely come in and, and we will speak on your platform. Uh, whether you want both of us individually, we're both, we're, we're open to, to doing that, whatever that looks like and exploring conversations. You guys are fucking awesome. I thank you for blowing yourselves up a little bit because it's absolutely necessary. And just, just to highlight, like, it's so important to celebrate how far you've come, please. That's fantastic. Um, like we got to walk the walk here, right? <laughs> I know. We, we celebrate behind the scenes. So right now we're not being trained by like the number one mindset coach in, in the, the world, world right now. Yeah. And we're not with big wigs. Well, I feel, I feel very privileged that you have joined me here on my little podcast. Thank you, ladies. No, uh, my podcast fucking awesome. Who's kidding who? So, um... All right, we have just a few moments left. I would love to hear um, what is what is one thing you would like the listeners to walk away with today after this fantastic talk? I mean, we nailed a bunch of shit, so you might need to re-listen to this and that's cool. Um, but what is something you want everybody to be like, yes, that's the thing? Great question. I know. <laughs> I would say the first step is to really go inward and to really get clear on what you desire. We're taught to think logically so much of our lives and to not create fantasies that it's just fairy tale and life doesn't work like that. Life isn't a movie. Life is a movie. And guess what? You're writing the script every single day. So you can, you can either die for something that you don't want, or you can die working towards something that you really do want. Regardless, you're going to die either way. Yeah. Yeah, get clear. It's very motivational. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes. <laughs> you need to get clear on you know what your heart actually desires and don't be afraid to go after it. Challenge yourself to grow. You know, go start just you don't have to know the full picture. You're never they say, you know, 
We get so wrapped up in needing to know the why that it stops or the how that it stops us from doing things. Just get clear on where you want to go. Take one step a day, grow yourself a little bit, educate yourself a little bit, meet somebody new, push your boundaries a little bit. God places everything in your path that you need when you're ready for it. We say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And it's absolutely true. And as you start to see that unfold, you're going to be like, oh, shit, it's real. This is real. <laughs> right? So do it. Just do the thing. Just do it. Stop thinking about it and go do it. Yeah. And just remember to have compassion along the way. You know, we're, you have to fail forward. If you don't try, you're, you're not failing. You're not trying. You're not making those mistakes for no reason. You have, you have to just, that's, that's a part of the journey. That's a part of figuring out how like the light bulb wasn't created without a thousand, 10,000 mistakes to actually make that light bulb. Right. And, and that goes for everything in our life lives we have to make those mistakes have those failures to recognize how to do things differently otherwise we were just continue holding ourselves back from ever doing anything because of that fear of failing that fear of messing up not getting it right it's like just do it anyway you know it's like I think it's Les Brown that says you know you don't have to be great that to start but you have to get started to be great and so just continue to and you have to with that release it's just, just about changing the perspective that you have around failure, right? Yeah. It, I don't know, just, I'm going to share this as kind of a closing little, you know, analogy and, and I guess not analogy, but stories like um, Sarah Blakely, she's like a self-made billionaire. She's absolutely amazing. Her story is completely inspiring. But something that she said was that every single day after school, when she would sit at the dinner table, her father would ask you, ask her, what did you fail at today? And if she didn't fail at at least one thing, he would give her trouble because that means that she's not trying. She's not expanding. She's not put. And I think it's so important that we teach our children to not be afraid of failure. It doesn't mean that you're screwing up. It means that you're pushing yourself to grow. And the only thing that, or well, the one common thing that every successful person has in common is that they've failed probably more than anybody else who is not successful. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was brilliant. And I, I agree 1000%. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for joining me today and being part of this amazing, amazing, um, uplifting and rewarding conversation. Mm -hmm. I love you both. This has been fantastic. And thank you to all the listeners who have tuned in and you may need to re-listen to this because there's a fucking shit ton of gold in here. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week. Much love to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.